thou art. Come on, do you believe what you just sang? Is he good? Is he great or what? Come on, somebody. He is so great. There is no one like our God. No one. There's no one like him. Woo. In those times in which I've not been so great, he's still great. Sammy doesn't ever change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. If this is what he was like in scripture, it's the same way he is today. But how many times have I hurt him? How many times have I let him down? Is anybody else with a preacher today? Come on, somebody. You liars, get your hands. But he's great. And he continues to pursue us with a never-ending love. Brian, it never runs out. He never stops loving us, Seth. He loves us. Even before, Heather says, before we ever loved him, Christ loved us. I think it's hard for us sometimes to wrap our minds around God because people are so unlike him. This is the love month. Guys, you know that Valentine's is on Wednesday, right? I heard a guy say this. I'm just going to remind her that every day she lives with me is a gift enough for her. I said, bro, you better go to Costco and get some roses or something. That ain't going to cut it. So don't play that card, right? It's hard for us to wrap around how great God is and how much he loves because we are so unlike him. A lot of times our love is conditional. Norma, if people love us, it's easy for us to love them back, right? But what happens when somebody does us wrong? What happens when somebody gives you a thumbs down on social media? Or what if somebody betrays you? You know what happens? We're done with them, right? But here's the thing. We do that to God time and time again. But Romo, he stays after us, bro. He stays after us and he loves us. And so for someone here today, can I just give you, this is the pre-message before the message. Um, even if you feel like you are undeserving of God's love, you feel like you have, man, you've made the biggest blunder in all of history. Or you feel like the worst of the worst. Can I just tell you something? You've not changed his response towards you. You haven't. And he's still after you. And he's, he still wants you to fall into his arms of love today. Wow. There's forgiveness. There's grace. Um, he already knows what you've done. He already knows, though, what he's going to do through you. What the enemy meant as a setback is a set up for God to do something awesome in your life. Amen. And so I just want you to know that right now. So look at your neighbor right now and say, you are awful. No, just no, we all are, but yet tell them, but God loves you anyway. You are his masterpiece, his workmanship, and he's not finished with you. Amen. Amen. Well, hey, we're going to pray together today, and today's a big day. Today is a, is a big day, not because of a game that's happening later. And just, hey, the meatballs are okay right now, okay? They don't worry about, 
those little cocktail wieners or that bread. I can't wait for that bread, Isabella. It's right there. Stop it. We might have to have some communion in this house right now. Amen, somebody. But uh, listen, what, you're, what we are part of right now, listen, can, can, just let's, let's stay in the zone today. Can we do that? I don't want us to miss this moment. Listen, today's a big day. We're wrapping up this series. Some of y'all are going, praise Jesus. Good. It's time to move on. Right? But today's a big day. And today we're going to challenge you to take a step. Here's the deal. We are oftentimes really good about hearing what this has to say and maybe even knowing what this word of God has to say. But something gets lost in us actually living it out and doing what it says. Okay? Now, I've already told you God loves you and there's nothing you can do to change that. I've already reminded us today that he's the God of grace and forgiveness and he's not finished with all of us yet. But today, I believe that in order for us to re- receive the more that he has for us, in order for us, you've been hearing us say more in 24, in order for that more in 24 to happen, check this out. There's some things that we've got to burn today. We, we, we've got to leave some stuff today, okay? And so we're, we're going to challenge you today to take some steps. And so um, this, this stage is littered with, um, it literally is littered with these little boats. Our staff has been folding these guys all week. Actually, I'm so thankful for like Oriental Trading Company, you know? Etsy, sorry. Um, but today we want to encourage you, maybe for some of us, we've been in this, this series called Burn the Ships. And today... We're going to have a moment before we leave here today in which we burn some things that we need to get rid of. And so uh, these, these ships are here. I mean, I could probably fill up and write things on all of these because of my life, but, but I want to give you an opportunity today to be set free from some things. It's time to burn some stuff and get rid of it because God's not finished. Brian reminded us of that. There's more. This house is about finding and restoring not finding and condemning, not finding and judging, not finding and writing off. No, we're about finding and restoring because that's what Jesus does. Anthony, you with me? Does that make sense? It's what we're about. And uh, there are no perfect people here, right? Look at your neighbor and tell them that you're not perfect. But today is the day. And so I'm going to pray and maybe these are for you. So if you want to come and grab something today and just kind of hold this with you, go ahead and move now if you want to and, and uh, just keep that there. And in, in, later in our service today, we're going to have a moment in which we come and give these to the Lord uh, with a very, very symbolic act. Um, there will be fire involved today, pyrotechnic Sunday. And so, but you guys know, check this out. You know that fire purifies Fire refines, fire purges, it cleanses, all right? So we need not be afraid of that. God, thank you so much for your presence with us today. We thank you, God, for the celebration of scriptural baptism. Thank you, God, today for that visible reminder to us that Your spirit is still alive and at work and and you are still calling people to your great name, Jesus. 
You're saving people. People that were wandering in darkness, they have stepped into the light. Lord, they have found hope in Jesus. They have found the new life that you offer. So God, thank you today for that reminder that you're not done, that there are still those who do not know you as Lord and Savior. And God, I pray that until we hear the trumpet sound and until you take us home, may this house stand for the things you stand for. And may this house speak of a saving Savior, Jesus Christ, who makes all things new. Holy Spirit, thank you for your presence today. Just as, God, your presence hovered over that tent of meeting that Moses would spend time in with you, God, I'm praying today that there would be a cloud hover over this campus. Watch out now. That would be a visible sign to us and to everyone that drives past this campus that the Spirit of God is present He's hovering, he's lingering with that house. And God, I pray that as we leave later today, that that same presence would go with us as we shine your light to a world that's in darkness. Holy Spirit, have your way. In fact, everybody just, can you put your hands out like you're ready to receive a gift right now? And I want you just to say this out loud. Have your way, Holy Spirit. Lord, have your way in our lives today. We're here for you. It's in Jesus' name, everybody said. Amen. Thank you. You can be seated. Amen. Thank you guys so much. I, uh, Jimmy, thank you so much. Hey, Jimmy, real quick. Jimmy, can you just, can you just give me a little Hammond B3 sound? Can you do this? This, this is really, this is going to take some of y'all to church right now. This is, you, some of you grew up hearing something that sounded like this. Give me a little something there, Jimmy. You'd start waving that. Oh, preacher starts sweating. Blood vessels start popping out of his head. Yeah, right there. I see that. I see that, hanky sister. Come on, somebody. Shut down. I see that. Jimmy, thank you. Hey, can we give it up for Jimmy Hinojosa? Jimmy's here and he's playing. Thank you so much today, Jimmy. Our worship team was awesome today, and we're blessed, and we're blessed. And, and seriously, anybody can preach at 1910 because we have great singing, and our worship team every week leads us into the presence of God. And that's important, right? That's important. So I pray that you encourage. Hey, I found a passage of scripture today that, that I think is, is, is a great setup to where God wants us to end today. But uh, uh, in, 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 in Acts chapter 19, we read about a man by the name of Paul. And if you know anything about Paul's life, this ought to give all of us great hope because Paul didn't always start out <clears throat> where he should have in relationship with, with God, Right. And uh, we know that Paul was actually probably public enemy number one to anything that represented God, anything that Jesus was all about. This guy, his name was Saul, <coughs> was, was <coughs> an adversary to anything of God. But we know that he had an encounter with Jesus himself. 
And Jesus transformed his life. You need to know that that's what Jesus does. He transforms and changes your life. And so if you're not happy with how things are going and where you're at in life today, if, 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 if you're looking for something that, that might just be a, uh, something new for you to embrace and follow and step in, I want to encourage you to say yes to Jesus. He transforms people's lives. And here's what I love about this guy named Paul, because after he met Jesus, his life was never the same. That's what he does. And it's just a reminder to me that it's not how you start, but it's how you finish. Did you hear that? Let's rewind the tape. It's not how you start, but it's how you finish. I think there are some of us listening here today in the house or in their house that could say, you know what? I'm not really pleased with how I've lived my life so far. And you've got some, some, some dark, dastardly things that maybe you've done in the past, right? But, but it's not how you start, but it's how you're going to finish in this thing called life, right? Well, this guy named Paul has this radical transformation and he becomes the greatest mouthpiece for God in the things of Jesus. And we read about a story in Acts chapter 19. We, we know that the book of Acts is absolutely incredible, but, but, but Paul's conversion happens and, and we know that he begins planting churches and visiting these cities and, 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 and telling people about, about God. Now he had a reputation. Anybody got a reputation you're not proud of? Let me see your hands. Come on, just what is now don't tell us we're in church and I would hate to mention that in front of people, but, but, but he had a reputation. So as you can imagine, it was, it was hard for some people to believe that, that he was really changed, right? It's, it's, it's hard for somebody to, to, to buy into. I've really been transformed and changed. But over a course of time, Paul continued to be faithful and he modeled, he lived out what he was saying. In Acts chapter 19, we read that he finds himself in the city of Ephesus. Ephesus is a major city, important city. It's known, though, also for lots of witchcraft and sorcery and the occult. Okay? People, there were believers there, but the city were letting some things of the enemy and dark things sneak in. And can I just stop the bus right here and say this? We need to be careful about what we let in the gate. You need to be careful. Because the things that you think are insignificant, oh, it's just a joke, or it's just a lyric to a song, or it's just a TV show, or it's just a game, you need to be careful. The enemy's crafty, and he's looking for just a little crack in your armor, and he's going to finagle himself and work his way in there. It's happening in Ephesus when Paul shows up. Paul finds a group of believers there. They've been baptized by John, the baptism of water, but they've not been baptized with the Holy Spirit. And so we find early on in Acts chapter 19, Paul laying hands on these believers and, and baptizing them with the Holy Spirit. And it really lights a fire within them like, no, that's what the Holy Spirit of God does in your life. You need not be afraid of the Holy Spirit. You should want more of him, all of him. Okay. He's not weird or kooky. People do kooky things, but he's not that way. He gives us a power to live for him. 
But we read also that Paul is, has been doing signs and wonders, much like the other apostles, like Peter and John and some of the others that we read, James throughout the, the, the book of Acts. And, 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 and we find that there's a group of people that say, hey, you know what? We're, we, we feel like we can do that as well. They're, they're trying to copy and mimic and imitate what these miraculous signs and wonders. We sang about signs and wonders today. You, you need not be afraid of that either. If it's of God, I want it. Okay. But some of us, we've seen some, some people try to falsify and manipulate and create. That's what's happening in Acts 19. It says there are seven sons of a man by the name of Sceva. I know it's not a popular name today, but back in Acts, it must've been, but he's got sons that say, you know what? We see Paul doing all these signs and wonders and people are being blown away. Hey, we're going to try to match that up. And so they're trying with their sorcery and their witchcraft and all that stuff and trying to, to manipulate, but, but they come to find that they, they come across the demon possessed person. And, and instead of being able to deliver this person from the demon, check this out. The demon actually leaves that person and jumps on one of these sons, starts beating him up, rips his clothes off of him. And he runs out of town naked and embarrassed. I would be too. Right. And they're like, why couldn't we do that? Well, you see, they were trying to manipulate and they weren't true, truly being used by the spirit of God in that moment. But what happened was this was kind of one of those eye opening moments for people as they begin to see the true power of God that Paul spoke of. And, and I love their response once they saw the power of God at work in Acts chapter 19. It says, many who became believers confessed their sinful practices and a number of them who had been practicing sorcery brought their incantations books and they burned them at a public bonfire. Book burning of incantation. The value of the books was several million dollars. Some scholars say somewhere between four and five million dollars worth of these witchcraft and sorcery books being burned in public. And so the message about the Lord spread widely and had a powerful effect. These believers here and those present there in Ephesus had a defining moment that I think is necessary for us in the body of Christ. I think today is the day and a moment in which we need to kind of draw a line in the sand and say, I'm going to step across this and I'm going to fight. I'm going to fight and I'm going to battle. Does that sound familiar? Texans who's with me says the Lord right? This was kind of a, you've heard that phrase, burn the ships. And we've been talking about that here over the last several weeks. This kind of a burn the ship type of, of moment, right? This, this, is, this was that moment in Ephesus where the believers said, you know, we're getting rid of, and we are not going to continue to live this way. We're going to burn some ships. We're going to light them up and let it go. You guys know we've been in this series talking about Cortez and, 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 and Cortez gave those words to his men in the year 1519 once they landed on that eastern shore of Mexico. 600 men versus 5 million indigenous peoples. Now whether, whoa, now, whoa it's getting hot in here. 
It's getting hot. Now, whether or not we, you believe that was a noble cause or not, you cannot escape the fact of this. That Cortez was sending an important message to his men that it is time to win or die. That, that, that returning back and going back to the way we used to live, this what might be easy and for you to go back. Listen, there is no return. We are here and we must move forward. Listen, I believe that it is a time such as that for us in the body of Christ. We live in a day and an age in a culture that is continuing to spiral out of control. There is still political rest and, and we're not knowing who's going to lead or what have you. The, 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 we've got economic pressures. We know that, that some of us are battling some, some thoughts that are not of God. I mean, there is just oppression and depression all over. And I believe that the spirit of God is calling out to us and say, hey, listen, church, it's time for you to begin to live out what you know. It's not enough just to know it, but it's time for us to put in to practice. It's time for the Pauls to say, hey, listen, that stuff right there, that's not what you need to believe in. You need to believe in the hope that we say we profess, right? We need to bear witness and give declaration to that. Now listen, this is not a, 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 a preaching against people, but against practices. We've got to have a time in which we burn some ships. We've got to get rid of some things because our past, maybe some shame or guilt that you've carried. For some of us, maybe there's some sin that you've tried to keep secret. There's some shame that you're carrying and it is keeping you, I believe, from moving forward to the more that God has for your life. It's, it's, it's a, got a stranglehold on you. It's a stronghold. You're tethered to it. You're chained up. And today's the day for us to burn some ships. We need a declarative moment, a point of no return. And here's what's going to happen for most of us. Sounds like a good idea of letting go of some stuff that might be holding us back, but when push comes to shove, what we tend to do is return to what's easy, what makes us feel comfortable. Maybe something that's worked in the past, Something that's not going to require a lot of effort. We won't lose any family or friends in, in the process. We're still going to be liked by people. This radical lifestyle, this radical stepping out and living, I don't know if I'm really quite ready for that. Listen, we need a declarative point of no return today. Returning to what's easy is not always what's best. In fact, you've heard it said, there is nothing of worth that comes easily. But you need not be afraid or worried about if you step across this line, if you have this declarative moment today and have this attitude of no return, you need not be afraid of what Christ calls you to do. In fact, you, you, you don't have this, but I'm just going to read some extra Bible verses to you today to remind you of some things that Jesus says. In Matthew chapter 16, 
Jesus said to his disciples, if any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way. You need to take up your cross and you need to follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. And what do you benefit if you gain the whole world but lose your own soul? Is anything worth more than your soul? I have a question for you today. What ship do you need to burn? What ship do you need to burn? Do you need to burn the ship of an old way of thinking? Do, do you need to burn the ship of <clears throat> some bad habit? An addiction? Do, do you need to burn the ship of yourself? Pride, ego, people pleasing. Do you need to burn a ship that maybe involves some sort of a relationship? Is there someone in your life that may be stifling you from moving forward? You know what I'm saying? What got you here is not going to get you there. What is it? What's the ship that you need to burn? And today, my question is, are you willing to really give yourself completely to Christ and to his ways? Will you begin to let him change that way you think? Will you begin to participate and involve yourself in some of the things that you know he wants you to embrace? Are there some practices you need to embark upon? Hey, what about his word, you know? And, and, and getting in his word and, and letting it transform and change your life. Are there some people today that when you give yourself completely to Christ that you'll start loving, even if they don't love you, even if they're an enemy, even if they've been awful to you, will you still demonstrate love? What's the cross that you must carry. You see, you've got to ask yourself if I'm willing to do that. Lord, what are those things in my life? Expose them, highlight them. And then you've got to make that decision. I'm going to burn that and I'm going to embrace what Jesus says here in Matthew chapter 16. Will, 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 will you begin to maybe worship him every day? Not just on Sunday when it's convenient, but on Monday on Wednesday, what day is it? It's hump day on Wednesday when it's difficult. Will you still worship him and sing how great is our God? Will you in those difficult moments still declare, then sings my soul, the world is falling around me, my life it stings, but I'm still gonna sing how great is our God? Will you? Will you embrace maybe a, 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 a new life of generosity and using your gifts and your talents and your abilities for his glory? Will you begin to serve people? Will you begin to give generously of the things that he's given you and build his kingdom? What is it that you will do?
as you burn the ship and embrace the new wine that God has for you. You see, in the, in, in, in the biblical times, you know, wine was popular and, and they drank a lot of it. And, but they knew that you couldn't put new wine into what they would call an old wine skin, an old leathery piece of animal skin that would become brittle and dry over the course of, of, of its lifetime, especially in that arid condition it was. And so they knew that if they were going to pour some new good wine into it, it was going to require not something that was old and leathered and weathered. I know we like old things today, but they needed new wine skin to hold the new wine so that as it expanded, the, 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 the wine skin could expand with the juice. This is a new wine skin moment for you. You've got to be willing to burn some things. And remember the words of Jesus here. You need not be afraid of what he calls you to do. Just as Cortez gave the command to burn the ships, he wanted his men to know, guys, we cannot look back and long for our past. There's a new day. There's a new forward. There's a new opportunity for all of us. And my friends, that's the same for you today. What do you need to burn? Let me remind you of a verse of scripture that I shared with my friends today in the waters of baptism today. Second Corinthians chapter five seventeen says, anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. There's a new you. You're created to be new. That means you're not going to turn and walk and go back to the old way of living. You are a new creation. It's time to burn some things. It's time to get rid of some things. It's time to burn ships, step across the line, and embrace the new life that Christ has for you. I have decided to follow Jesus. Though none go with me, I still will follow. The world behind me, the cross before me. We know the words to that song, don't we? No turning back, no turning back. So as the band can, begins to play for us today, we're gonna worship and sing. And, and I wanna pray over you. And many of you have that little ship in front of you right there and Maybe today you just want to write something on the front of that or somewhere on that. And I wrote some stuff in the first service and, and I've got some more. I may need more than one boat today, okay? But I want you to declare what that is. And right now, every head bowed and every eye closed, just begin to ask God, search my heart, oh God, see if there's any wicked way in me. Ask the Holy Spirit of God right now to expose those things in you that, that you need to burn. An addiction, habit, some shame from your past. There's guilt you have. What is it that you need to release today so that you can move forward to the new things that God has for you? Write that on that ship today. And in just a moment, I want to ask you to come and just bring that to the front. 
And as a declarative moment, burn it. God, thank you that you're with us. Thank you, Father. And God, I pray today that as your spirit begins to move and work in this moment, we would not be afraid of what you're calling us to do. God, today, right now, is a moment for us as your people to say, no more. No more will I continue to think this way. No more will I continue to live this way. I'm no longer going to live in the past. I'm not going to let the shame or the guilt. I'm no longer going to be addicted to whatever it is. Lord, that relationship, I'm not going to let it hold me back any longer. I want to be all that God has for me. I want more in 24. I'm a new creation and this is a new day and it demands a new response. So Father, today I burn this ship and I say yes to the things you have for me.